do you know if you're a people pleaser? Well, you're probably exhausted from doing so much for other people. You're probably ready for it to be your turn, and yet you feel guilty and selfish if you wanna do something for yourself. If you can relate to that, stay tuned. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I've got a full solution for you, and we talk about different aspects of that every episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. From emotional intelligence skills, to practical coaching tools. We use my own framework I created called the Solve It Method. And I have guests on from time to time to share their expertise with you as well. So you are in the right place at the right time being exactly who you are. And now join me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Today, let's focus on self-care. What does self-care really mean? What's everybody talking about? Why is everyone talking about it? What's so important about it? Well, let me share with you my perspective on self-care. First of all, I think it's important to decide for yourself or really start to discern is probably a better word for yourself, what things you can do that are self-care to you, because this will be different for each of us. And one of the ways I help myself sort of in the spectrum of sort of, is it self-care or am I just indulging in something fun, which nothing wrong with that. We love that. But I think there is a difference. And I think the difference is in sort of what is the lasting internal benefit? Does it, does what I'm doing help my body in a, you know, for more than five minutes kind of a thing, like the flash of eating a cupcake, that's pleasure because we won't even go into the merits of nutrition. Even that aside, when I eat that cupcake, I feel really good and I'm going to experience that pleasure. And then when it's over, it's over. Okay. So that to me is a pleasure point, not a self-care activity. So for me, self-care would be something like a massage or even a pedicure for me because of the massage that goes on with the pedicure. Cause I always have get extra massage with my pedicure because that massaging, it really quiets me. It gets me very much in the present moment. It gets me plugged into my own body and not just my legs, but my whole body and how it's feeling, which is what an all over massage does for me as well. So besides the you know, sort of momentary benefit when I'm receiving the service, there's a calming effect that I have that lingers way beyond the time of that service. Uh, Not to mention the benefit in my body, especially if we're talking a whole body massage or something like acupuncture, which I haven't done, but actually I would very much like to add that to my self-care routine. So I think of self-care as something that is providing value to me beyond the moment I'm participating with it. So another example would be my morning routine of meditation and journaling and drinking coffee um, because I love that quiet time every day. And it really, again, helps me get grounded in who I want to be for the day. It helps me connect spiritually to the divine so that I'm not just blowing through my day in a sort of unconscious disconnected way 
because in my belief system, the divine is always here with me. It's just whether or not I'm paying attention, right? It's whether or not I'm choosing to be connected. So when I take that time, sure, I'll take an hour or something in the morning to do that. And I love it while I'm doing it. And I consider that self-care because it's also giving me value long after I stop doing it. It helps set the tone of my whole day. I may lose it during the day, but it, it also lets me, helps me bring myself back to a better place because I had that foundation. So I'm really curious what you think about this. This is not a researched or scientific opinion. It's Brenda Florida, life coach's opinion that that's really kind of what separates the pleasure from self-care, which again, I love pleasure. And I think that we all need pleasure and that in a very broad overarching way, pleasure is part of self-care, but what can happen sometimes is that we can get, you know, ourselves sort of kidding ourselves in saying, oh, this manicure is self-care. Well, it's really just pleasure. I just like having purple nails, right? And did, did, do I really have a benefit after that? Did it bring me calm in my day? I mean, maybe it does for you, right? It's also different for everybody. So the examples I'm, I'm giving are in my own life. They're not meant to say, if you do what I do, that's self-care. There's no rules here. <laughs> There's no formula for how to do life. There's no formula. That's why I love coaching, because even when I'm coaching two people on the same challenge, how I coach them usually ends up being a little different because each person has some unique qualities of their challenge, who they are, you know, how they're interacting with it, where they are in their own growth cycle, what they can, you know, conceptually or consciously receive and acknowledge where their self-awareness is, all those things. So to me, coaching is a central component or a maybe I'll even say foundational component of self-care. Now, I know culturally we're not conditioned to see it that way. Culturally, we see it like it's something special or something extra you do if things get really bad and you just can't figure it out yourself or if you can't, you know, the self-help books you got didn't get you to the solution you wanted or whatever, like, unless there's a problem, you wouldn't go get coaching. Well, to me, in my experience, both in my own life and even what I experience with clients, what they are experiencing through the relationship of coaching with me is that the bottom line is coaching makes your life easier. Having somebody you're going to on a regular basis, you know, two, three times a month that is listening to you that has no agenda for you, that has a toolbox of tools to help you with whatever's going on. It could be something really small, like a oh, great example and sort of feeds into my metaphor, but I'll get to that in a moment. So the other night I went to my spin class at the gym and I love going to this class, but in June, it's early July now. Um, when I'm recording this episode in June, I was away for five weeks in total because I had some vacation. And then I was staying, I took a long stay back East to do some work back there. And my youngest son got married and it, well, lots of great things. 
but so I was away from my gym. And so I took no spin class at one. I went to a soul cycle one day, but anyway, so, you know, my body's gone a month without working out. And I truly genuinely missed this class, which is a total first for me because I've not enjoyed working out and anything I've ever done my whole life. But I love this gym I go to and I love the spin class. And so I was so happy the other night to go back to spin class. And I went and of course, I'm telling myself like, OK, it's going to be hard and all that because I haven't been for a month. Right. I'm, I'm trying to set myself up for a realistic experience here. And um you know, doesn't have to be the best ride ever. I'm just getting back on the bike, so to speak. So I go and about three fourths of the way through the class, I crashed. I mean, I was not literally, I did not fall off my bike mentally. I started crashing and that because I wasn't going as far as I thought I should be going in the mile, you know, the miles, cause the bike tracks how many miles we go. And it was so much harder than even my adjusted expectation was that it started all the negative self chatter in my head. Now for me, cause I'm a coach, I suppose. Uh, and it's not my first rodeo. I've been doing this work for a long time. I also was hearing, you know, the counterpoint to the criticism that, Hey, at least I'm here. I'm showing up. That's what it's about. Blah, blah, blah. But I could not, that voice was a tiny, tiny, tiny whisper. And the other one was yelling at me. <laughs> so I could not recover. In fact, I started crying before the class was over, not like sobbing my head off or something, but just like tears. I am so upset by how quote unquote bad this ride has been for me that I'm crying. So like, I'm also simultaneously realizing I've been triggered by something, you know, it's triggered me emotionally. Like how I'm feeling is way bigger than the experience of having a bad day on your cycle, on your spin bike, you know? And it took me, all night. I could not pull out of it. I cried more. I walked on the beach. It didn't help. Like I could not get out of it. And so that's the kind of thing that you wouldn't think necessarily. Why don't I schedule a session with Brenda? Because I had a bad day at the gym, but I'm telling you talking to a coach the next day would have helped me so much. Now in my case, because I'm a coach and I'm trained at this, I did end up getting myself out of it. I can't always do that. And I will go get a, you know, a session with one of my own coaches um, to help me get out of it. But most people aren't thinking, oh, I would use a session to help me get out of a negative you know, mental spin cycle because something as sort of in the grand scheme of things meaningless as a bad workout session triggered me. No, those are exactly the perfect things to come to a coaching session with. And so that's why I'm saying like if our cultural mindset was more like we are about personal trainers or about going to the gym. So no one thinks it's weird that I go to the gym. Nobody thinks would think it was strange if I was paying a personal trainer because we've gotten to the point where, I mean, the truth is all of us could help our bodies with whatever we needed with free YouTube videos. Okay. So we don't go to the gym or get a personal trainer because there's no other way to get that information or get that help. No, we do it because it makes our life easier and we get more results because it's too easy to not turn on the YouTube video or not really do it exactly the way they're showing you how to do it. 
Whereas when you're in a class or you're with a personal trainer or something like that, you've got this instructor who's helping you with your form, who pushes you farther than you would push yourself. I would never, if I got on a stationary bike and rode, I would never ride the distance I ride in spin class, even on a bad day. <laughs> so being in that class gives me that and listening to the teacher and, you know, he's great, the instructor and everything. And, you know, the motivation to go and push myself harder than I would push myself and all those great things. So we've totally culturally normalized spending money to regularly go to the gym, even though your health, the health of your body is absolutely not dependent on it. So that's what I want with coaching. I want people to perceive coaching as just a piece of self-care. Like I'll go get a massage or I'll go, you know, get my pedicure. So my legs get a massage. I'll go spend my hour with my journal and meditate or whatever. I'll go, you know, whatever it is that creates those items of self-care. Of course, all the physical things, anyway, we're taking care of our body, my going to the gym, all those things are self-care too. But most of those things, there's no stigma around culturally spending money or time on. Whereas I feel like with coaching, there's still, and I'll call it a stigma just because it's not normal yet. It hasn't gotten normalized in our culture to be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I see a coach. Of course I do. Yeah, I go to the gym. Of course I do. I want to be fit, right? I want to get through my life at the highest level I can get through it. I need a coach to do that because I have blind spots and I can't see all the things that I'm doing to contribute to an issue. And I'm not always, you know, none of us, especially not as people pleasers, are very good at figuring out how to set those boundaries, how to go from the awareness that I'm doing something that isn't really serving me anymore. And changing that to, to stop doing what isn't serving you anymore and find the new habit to replace it with. That is a really hard thing. And it's something that most people, frankly, cannot do on their own. They need a coach. They need more than a good book to help them actually do that in a way that they can sustain that change of behavior. So, or the change of the habit. So that boundaries are really no longer difficult to set or speaking your truth isn't hard anymore because I had somebody help me through it so many times, the same way I know how to get on my bike in spin class and set the bike adjustments for where they need to be for my body and whatever. I've got that now. Now I can keep going to class so I get better and better. And there's not going to be that point where I say, okay, my body is maxed out. I'm as awesome as I want to be. And I don't need to do anything about it anymore. No, because I have to keep, even if I'm at a level where I'm super happy with the, the level of fitness and health in my body, I'm going to keep going to maintain that. And again, go by going, I'm not going to go start watching YouTube videos. I'm going to keep going to that gym where I have the support, where I can be inspired, where I don't have to carry sort of the weight of that all by myself. And that's what coaching does for you. You don't have to carry the weight of your whole life or how to change some habits that are not serving you anymore. When, at least when you're working with me, I won't speak for all coaches, um, but that is what a lot of us do. Um, but I know, you know, I coach people with 
issues in every aspect of life, whether they're entrepreneurs and their business problems, or they have careers and, you know, more traditional employee-employer type careers, and they're having problems there, or they're having problems in their love life, or their marriage, or with their boyfriend or girlfriend, or their body image. Like, I mean, I've coached people on, you know, money. Oh my gosh, money issues. You know, I can't even think of the issue. I haven't helped coach somebody through because, when we use the resources of a coach, it makes growing through that so much easier and so much faster. It's also faster and more efficient. Not that that's you know necessarily the name of the game always, but uh, it does do that as well. So I'm really interested what you think about this. One, I'd love to hear a couple of things that you do. And, and again, for those of us who are people pleasers, self-care as a topic itself, like I when I started my journey, through people pleasing, I wasn't doing anything to, I don't even think I understood what self-care was. I probably would have said going to lunch with a friend or something like that. That's fun. That's pleasure. That's fun. Self-care is how am I nurturing my body, mind, and soul in a way that is going to have some sort of lasting value. It's not just in the moment. It helps me through my day. That's to me what self-care is about. So I'd love to hear what you're doing. And I'd love to hear what you think about this idea of coaching, working with a coach, really being part of that self-care plan. Does that just seem, you know, pie in the sky to you? Or do, does that make sense to you? I'd love some feedback on that because I really want to continue pursuing in my own way, normalizing that because I see the benefit and the ease even in a difficult topic that my clients experience when they work with me and I know how much easier going through the ups and downs of my own life has been because I've always had a coach or therapist that you know was was helping me carry the load and grow through it in a way that was easier than if I had been trying to do it figure it out on my own so let me know what you think and I will see you in the next episode of liberate your people pleaser Thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Check out today's show notes to get any specific links for today and also to get links for your free resources, a link to find out more about my self-coaching framework, the Solvent Method, and a questionnaire for those of you thinking about working with me one-on-one called Curious About Coaching. So thank you so much for being with me in this episode. As always, it means the world to me when you put a five-star review on whichever outlet you're listening to this podcast on. And I will see you in the next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Mm -hmm.